just wait until we watch Captain EO for the podcast. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna love it. I'm gonna here. How about this? I'm a, I'm going to explain the plot of Captain EO right now with never seeing it before. All right, I'm in. Go. So Captain EO, the world's first astronaut to. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Just the world's first astronaut. Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? Oh man, am I glad you asked. Well, my name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. Uh, I'm Josh. I want you to know that every time I say this is my co-also host, I'm doing a behind-the-head dab. What? With behind both, the head dab? Behind the head dab. So instead of going so like... You're dabbing behind your own head? Yeah, behind my head. I do a little, I do like a little like wrestling, you know, how like they would point to each other like, there he is over there, but it's like behind the head. Oh, are you like putting your hand behind, one of your hands is behind your head and the other is like it's, pointing? It's straight out, but they're both pointing in the same direction, yeah. So like a reverse dab when I say my name. Yeah, when I'm introduced, I'm like, there's my co-host, dab, reverse dab, and then it's you. Wow, and I undercut it every time. Like, you're giving me so much, yeah. and I do nothing with I'm it. I'm literally giving you, like, WrestleMania hype over here, and you're always like, I'm Josh. Well, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force it down even more. <laughs> I love killing your spirit. <laughs> Well, we're best friends. We've been best friends since high school. Josh, okay, you know, just. <laughs> I like bringing down your spirits. I just said it. <laughs> We've been best friends since high school. Pushing through. Best friends since high school. We come together every week to watch a movie, although we don't come together. We live separately. Josh lives in Chicago. I live here in the wonderful Bay Area of California. We watch a movie separately, and we come together every Monday to talk about it and give it a rating. At the end of the episode, we give it a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply a wreck. I feel like most of my job on this show is just to fight the opening. <laughs> it, it it's not your job but you have taken that on it's my job it's it's not your job josh what did we watch this week we watched the movie velvet goldmine velvet goldmine is a 1998 musical drama directed and written by todd haynes from a story by haynes and james lyon um this movie—I don't know who James Lyon is. I'm just kind of, just kind of. The rest of this episode is. You were me talking just, about Haynes a second ago. Is this by the, the Underwear Company? No, Todd Haynes. The Underwear he, Company. No, Todd Haynes. Not wait till I get my hands on you. It's a different thing. This cool. movie uh, has quite the cast. We've got we've got Jonathan Reese Myers. We've got Ewan McGregor's. We've got Christian Bale's. We've got Tony's Colette's. Um, anybody else I'm forgetting? Well, I didn't recognize any of those actors, but yeah. You didn't recognize... Did you mean Christian Bale? You didn't recognize Christian Bale? Yeah. Oh, you said Christian's Bales. Okay, I got you, I got you. <laughs> What's got the you. difference? Nice, 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 Let's come together. We're... Just trying to kill your spirit. <laughs> okay. My snack this week is water. Hey, serious snack. 
water. Because <laughs> I, my doctor told me to drink more water. Um, we, you know what? That's actually a good PSA for anybody listening to this podcast. You're probably not drinking enough water. Josh, drink more water. Do you yes. have a synopsis for 1998's Velvet Goldmine? I'm not going to do this in an accent because that's just going to be. Oh, come on, do it in an accent. What? What kind of accent? Do it in like a, I don't know, like a shitty British oh. accent. A <laughs> shitty British accent. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, perfect. Oh, God. Every British friend that I have. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Let's see. 1971. Glamrock explodes all over the world and challenges the seriousness within the flower power generation by means of glitter and brutal music. I'm not doing this. Brian Slade, a young rock star, inspires numerous teenage boys and girls to paint their nails and explore their explore their own sexuality in the end slade destroys himself unable to escape the character role of maxwell demon that he created he plots his own murder when fans discover the murder is not real his star falls uh, his star falls abruptly and is quickly forgotten about 1984 arthur uh, is that a flash forward in the synopsis? Okay. Yeah, how 1984. Long is this, or is this like Arthur, a full ass synopsis? It's 10 more minutes. It's 10 more minutes. Okay. Arthur, Arthur, a journalist working for a New York newspaper, gets assigned to the 10th anniversary story about the fake murder of Brian Slade. When Arthur was young and growing up in Manchester, he was more than a fan of Slade. Reluctantly, he accepts the assignment and starts to investigate what happens to his old glam rock hero. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that is kind of the plot of the, this movie. The the plot is told in in a nonlinear fashion. With ba- but basically, yes. what you need to know is that Christian Bale is a is a reporter, and he's reporting on the story of um, Brian Slade. And Brian Slade is a David Bowie like character. Um, yeah, they they really don't they really don't make it. They don't beat around the bush. Yeah, it's 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 completely shameless. It's not um, it's it's not subtle at all that that they're kind of doing a direct ripoff of of uh, David Bowie, uh, especially when you consider that like Brian Slade has this alter ego. Um, Ma- what is it, Max Vulgar? Oh, uh, Maxwell Demon. Maxwell Demon and the f- like the furs from Venus or the the Venus and furs. Venus and furs, yeah. As opposed to like David Bowie or, or you know Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Um, also Iggy Pop, played by uh, Kurt Wilde, who is Ewan, Ewan McGregor. But but also the interesting thing about that. Well, I mean, maybe we can get into that in, in the second half. But um, he he's kind of like an amalgamation of of seventies uh, and and eighties rock stars. In um, 90s, he looks like fucking Kurt Cobain. And in the end of the movie, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the the storytelling is is nonlinear. They they jump between Christian Bale, who's doing the research uh, of what what um, almost said Hayden Christensen, Jonathan Rhys Meyers character. <laughs> I got a lot of Hayden gets, Christensen vibes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, from, he would have been great in this movie. From John, or just as terrible. Uh oh, whoops. <laughs> we had to delete that because it would have spoiled the Epi app. <laughs> the Epi app. Um, 
but yeah, so, so yeah, Jonathan Reese Myers, you know, what you basically need to know is Jonathan Reese Myers is the David Bowie character in, in this movie. Um, yes. and so it, it all kind of tells, tells the story of that character. So this was a Josh pick this week. Um, yeah. do you want to tell, do you want to tell the family a little bit about your relationship with this movie? Yeah, I got a I got a history with this movie. Like, I'm not surprised. It's, it, <laughs> it's it's one of those X's where like if somebody brings them up, you're like, oh, deep sigh. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> got to talk about this one. No, I, I like talking about this one. So this was a uh, I I didn't grow up with this as a kid so much as this was a really 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 big high school development movie for me. Yes. So I, you already know this. The fans don't, but I'm a big David Bowie, Iggy Pop nerd. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're. I, I kind of have like a triangle of musical heroes that I kind of like established my personality on in high school that really follow to this day, and that's Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo, mm-hmm. Iggy Pop, mm-hmm. and David Bowie. Yep. So I. Of course, I'm going to be very predisposed to anything relating to those guys. So I did not find this movie on my own. Uh, this was introduced to me by an ex. And mm. uh, this movie in, in high was school. Intro- in high school. Yeah. And, this per- and it was introduced to me as like, kind of like, like this other person that I was dating, like their kind of like sexual awakening of like, I love glam rock. And I oh, wow. love like... Yeah, and like all these things, and I they kind of brought this movie to my attention as like this as kind of like this is how not necessarily directly how I want you to look like and be, but like a little bit like hey nudge nudge this is really obviously what turns me on <laughs> like kind of like shirtless a... <laughs> you and shirtless you and McGregor with glitter and like all that stuff yeah wouldn't be a bad idea and... if you wore guy liner and sparkles. Well, the thing was, is that I was already really down with that. So yeah. I leaned into it hard. Yeah. yeah like I yeah. was all about it. Like I'm already, like, I see you and McGregor in this movie and like, ugh, like I fucking get it. Like, yeah, sure. Jesus. Uh, so we hmm. watched this movie. I watched this, I, this person, I watched this movie with that person a lot mm. and i watch it on my own and carried carried with it especially the soundtrack i still listen to the soundtrack sure it is yeah fan fucking tastic there's brian eno and ewan mcgregor is singing iggy pop songs on this and uh yeah there's good, good tracks in here yeah that, a lot of uh brian eno a lot of um yeah i mean you, you look down at the track listing it's it's very clear that this movie was created as um, as kind of a a nostalgia grab for alternative boomers, that's kind of what uh, what Morgan and I yeah. discussed after after watching because she she was familiar with this movie. I had never seen this movie before. Um, yeah. I, I was not familiar oh, with this I, one. At I just all. want to say I haven't watched this movie since high school. I have not. Oh, okay. I did not come back to it. Okay, I th- yeah. I actually thought that you had continued to watch it, so that that's good too. A little bit to after know. that, but it's been at least like. Eight or eight years. Okay, nice, 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 nice. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, but yeah, th- this movie is definitely. You look at the soundtrack. There's and and there's the clear David Bowie influence. There's the Iggy Pop. Every everything that Josh uh, that Josh mentioned. Uh, T Rex. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Lou Reed. Um, you got uh, 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 Steve Harley. You've got the, just the Stooges. Um, but, I'm the one that said I love this so much, and I can't name like any of them. You're the one listing off all the music. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm also. I've got the benefit of having the Wikipedia page right in front of me. Oh, okay. Um, that, I guess but yeah, but the, those ones definitely stood out too. And Morgan is a huge Brian Eno fan, so every time there was a Brian Eno track, Morgan yeah. just was like Brian Eno. Brian Eno. Um, so the, this one is, it's, it's very clear who, who this was aimed at. Um, but it is, it's interesting to me that you, that it, well, it's not surprising at all. Um, you know, if we, if we continue talking about like Josh's relationship to this movie, I, and, and then this might belong in the second half, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it here. Like right away when I was watching this movie, I was basically like, oh, so this movie is a, how to Josh in high school. <laughs> like from Yes. This was this was a playbook for me. This was like a style catalog or or, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like this was like exactly how to become um just visually how how Josh was all throughout high school. There's something about like there's something about that pairing because I know it's not directly like Iggy Pop, David Bowie in this movie because it's like a lot of other people mixed in. But in yeah. this movie and in real life, there's just for some reason those two people together, like finding the middle point between them. I was just like, this is this is it for me. This is who I want to be. Sure, Halfway sure. between Iggy Pop and David Bowie, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, well, so that I, I think that that that's pretty much it for kind of uh, you know pr- production wise, not a whole lot of of uh, of drama here. Um, it this was kind of the the standout movie for Jonathan Rhys Meyers. It's kind of mainly what he's yeah. known for. Um, I have a little bit of history on this. Oh, they, so yes. They, well, that's first. Josh has a fucking something to say that's of historical value. I'm impressed. Me too. So the, it's not much. They just they approach David Bowie uh, to use his likeness in this movie and to like do some tracks and stuff. And he turned it all down because he absolutely hated the script. Yeah. Well, the, and the the critical reception of this movie is definitely mixed. Um, it was, it was either very negative or, um, you know, they're slightly positive. The, the, the review on Rotten Tomatoes, I think is currently at like 55%. Um, but at the same time, it has an audience score of 89%. So this, it's, this movie definitely, you know, I'm kind of re, I know I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but it, it really is like a nostalgia grab for people of a certain generation of a certain you know fan status um and and i think that 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 the reviews are 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 um reminiscent of that um for me it's not a surprise at all that david bowie would would react like that but we're gonna hear why it's not a surprise right after (gasps) this short break stay tuned oh i y'all this is morgan your fan club president well i've given it some thought and i've really searched my heart and i've decided that i don't want to keep this podcast to myself 
I want to share it with you. And I want to share it with other people too. I'm hoping that you will help me spread the word. Please tell your friends and family that they can find Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for helping me spread the word. And for now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. To hey, tapes, everybody. Welcome tapes, back. Tapes. Well, I beat you to it. Um, so this movie, oh boy. <laughs> how do we, how do All we right, st- everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great episode. You can email us. Idiot tapes. Baby. This movie is, it's, it's going to be hard to talk about. Um, you know, I, yeah. I know we, we heard a lot from, uh, Josh from your side about like, your own relationship to to the the history of it and kind of the music and for for me the music element like for a lot of things music came to me much later in life i would say like i i didn't really listen to music i I wasn't into music until um i got my very first ipod a a green ipod mini um and then i was i was able to kind of be like oh music like that's kind of actually an interesting thing which is like if you know me now and you didn't know me when i was a little kid it's just those two things are really weird because i'm i play a lot of music i'm i it's still weird for me it's i listen to a lot of music and actually josh is um i i can wholeheartedly credit josh for helping to shape a lot of my musical taste because um well you know we used to make each other mix cds um and we still make mean used to yeah i know we still <laughs> we still do make each other like uh mixtapes on spotify although yeah, you're, I make you like one every two months you yeah your ratio is much higher than mine you make me like one every two months i usually make you like three a year um yeah. so that is to say that that music is definitely at the core of our friendship um and i hated this movie <laughs> friendship deteriorated but it's it's not the finishing mortal Kombat. no i get it it's it's not because of the music in the movie the the music in the movie is fine and the way that everybody dresses in the movie is fine and fine well no using the word fine just break it down give me how this started for you like what were you thinking what was going through your mind well right away your expectations yeah my my expectations were definitely high i mean this is this is a cult classic movie. really um oh oh, yeah sure because it's it's a cult classic movie um, but I, you know, they were somewhat metered by the Rotten Tomatoes score. But then I was kind of like, well, but this is, I mean, this is a movie about like this kind of this music that I, uh, you know, nowadays I really jive with. I, I love David Bowie and and I love a lot of um, a lot of the good Brian Eno stuff. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so it's you know, I, I I can resonate with this stuff now, and I can see it for the historical significance that it had um, and the importance of like, you know, encouraging people to find their own voice. But this movie, because it isn't based in any kind of reality and they're shamelessly ripping off David Bowie, like it, it, the effect that it had on me was that it was just very disingenuous. 
So I, yeah. I, I couldn't get behind any of the or care about any of the characters because it all felt like they were kind of and even the acting is pretty good in this movie, but it felt like they were just kind of playing at something instead of really playing with the the core of something. And I think that that was amplified by the fact that like David Bowie is such a unique character in pop history that like to do a fake version of him it just made it made it even more disingenuine does that make sense it makes perfect sense i mean i'll get to how i feel about it uh yeah i'm I'm very curious because you you haven't seen this since you were in high school so i'm i'm super curious about like if it held up or not like what parts of the movie would you say like stood out to you if any like in a good way? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, mean, I just want you to talk more before I start talking because I've got a <laughs> lot to say. Yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot. Like that that was kind of that was the thing that I, I just was feeling disappointed the entire time. Like every yeah. every time there was a musical number and like you had Jonathan Reese Myers really trying and and like doing a take to the camera and then like they would do one of the dream ballet sequences and every time it started i just was like oh okay how much longer is this like it was it was really a slog to get through this movie and throughout the entire movie i was like i just kept on being like oh i wish i was watching this movie and this other movie and this other movie like it's yeah. it's i'm not going to have any shortage of recommendations for what to watch instead of this movie because i think that there are so many more movies that do a lot of what this movie does but so much better and so much more um kind of completely um so i i i guess the things that stood out to me were like oh cool you can see you and mcgregor's penis that's yeah. <laughs> like if you want to, you could you could watch Ewan McGregor uh, uh, have sex with uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, you, you can t- you can see that. Like that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Like they they fuck on a rooftop. No spoilers. But <laughs> but other, th- other <laughs> they fuck on a rooftop. No spoilers. New new merch coming out this uh, <laughs> this uh, May. They fuck on a rooftop. There's. <laughs> No spoilies. <laughs> no spoilies. And it's just it's Ewan McGregor and it's Christian Bale fucking on a rooftop and they're both barfing. On a rooftop. <laughs> no spoilies. No spoilies. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to our merch team. Yeah, I mean th- those were the main things that, that stood out to me. Um and I guess the the kind of like the whole alien subplot thing that was basically saying that like all gay people are aliens i guess <laughs> like that that stood out to me not not is particular- that what they were saying i mean i don't know man you you had you had like a fictionalized version of oscar wilde in the very beginning discovering this dude, weird we- stone oh and and dude i don't oh god yeah all right well now i mean it sounds like you you have a lot to say so i'm no, no, no. I, I, I was kind of just agreeing that it's like, what, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, that just was that was so weird, and I don't know. Just it, it put a weird taste in my mouth. That like, all right, I, I mean, 
it's definitely cool. I want to be clear. Like, it's definitely cool for LGBTQ plus people to feel unique and that they should feel um, empowered in some way. But like aliens, though, like, do they do they need to be so otherized that they're aliens? I don't know. Well, I I don't know if that. Maybe I've totally missed the you know missed the mark on on it. But I always thought and still think that that spaceship business is that's just about the brian slade character about david bowie and kind of like a nod to like oh the star man like his whole space odyssey he's from another planet kind of thing right but then that's like totally on the nose and just trying to be like hey remember but so on the remember nose remember ziggy everything. stardust whoa well, that's literally what they did the entire movie they right. went, hey remember ziggy stardust let's do a copyright infringement free version right yeah it like i said before the break I, I'm not surprised at all, and in fact, I'm very happy to hear that David Bowie apparently hated the script. <laughs> because I mean, Iggy Pop gave his gave his rights to some of the songs, but well, I guess he didn't give a fuck. I mean, I I don't know that Iggy Pop is as discerning as David Bowie, so no. that's that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, tell tell now now you tell me like how how you found it all these years later i really am curious because you you, like you really did fashion yourself after so many of the visuals of of this and like you you could even say to this day like you you like to dress um flamboyantly somewhat yeah oh yeah no it it really it really has the when i when i say that those three musicians kind of like shaped who i was like it was a very it, it and I, I it was just like one of those things where like you figure out who you are and you like it and you know what to do with it like i feel like that was the style that just like that's what happened with me and it still carries through to this day uh and and it this worked movie, i mean you josh you were you were voted best dressed in high school for our senior yeah. superlatives so like and it worked uh, and for that photo i wore uh, a black short sleeve shirt with uh, a, like a sh- some kind of other uh, collared shirt underneath with silver gloves, black and orange suspenders, and an energy dome, which is the red Lego hat that Devo wears. That's that was my that's my best dressed outfit. Yeah. Okay, how much can I delay talking about this? I know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to be so, quiet uh, now okay. so that you can talk. Yeah. It's, so I I love this movie and I hate that I love this movie mm. because it is the most uh it is it is the most one of the most disappointing movies that like is about one of the best topics. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So dude, yeah. that's like the whole uh, thing. I think we're done with the review. Like that is exactly yeah, that's really, the that's problem. Really. Well, it well, so, I mean, just to start, it's like, okay, let's, it, somebody got this idea, like, shit, I want to do a movie specifically about, kind of like David Bowie and that age of, like, gender bending and sexual identity and the whole thing that happened with him and Iggy Pop and all these other musicians, because I like that. Uh, I might be a good writer, who knows, <laughs> but we're probably not going to be able to get the rights to all that stuff, yeah. so I'm just going to make it up as i go along right and then somebody goes oh wow you're gonna tackle david bowie that's a big that's a lot and he this person kind of goes yeah it is and he's like so what are you gonna like choose a specific thing about bowie to like really like hone in on 
And the guy goes, no, I'm just going to do a little bit of everything. <laughs> like, oh, how long is the movie? Uh, is it going to be like 12 hours? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Because the, the, prob- the problem that I find with this movie is like they have these really larger than life characters that everybody knows mm-hmm. and he does nothing with it. Right, right. Yeah. He does absolutely nothing. And even worse, he gets it wrong because... Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, pl- I don't like, I don't say that I know everything about David Bowie or Iggy Pop or their whole thing. You know, I've, I've, of what I've read, it's like still pretty minimal. But uh, you know, one of the things that David Bowie, when he was especially doing Ziggy Stardust, really put him in the spotlight was that he was like, I'm, I consider myself bisexual, right? And you know, that was a big it was a huge part of like that whole movement that uh, was happening at that time. But he later, like in, you know, in his own career is kind of like even said that he, he regretted making that statement because it just put like such like a, it didn't really represent him that well. And like, he's like, man, you know, I don't like to like, I, you know, sexual identities and like all those, all those kinds of things. And because this movie, like, really paints this relationship between Iggy Pop and, like, David Bowie is, like, this, like, really sexual, like, I have sex with everything and nothing else matters. Like, it's not anything about him being a good artist. He's just, like, a dickhead that is greedy and takes advantage of people and just have sex with everybody. Yeah. Like, that's not David Bowie. Yeah, it, it doesn't paint. What the fuck is going well, on? Well, it's not a three-dimensional character. It, it's a totally... No. It's a totally, like, off-the-magazine just impression but, of of David Bowie. Like, it doesn't have any... But why would you even want to write that character? Well, that, it, like, that's exactly that's exactly why David Bowie reacted the way that he did, I'm sure, because I'm sure David Bowie... And, and that's why so many other movies do it better. Like, I don't know if you watched... Um, uh, Rocket Man, the the biopic based on Elton John, but that no. one was was made in collaboration with Elton John, and there are, there are parts of it that suffer for it. Like, there's definitely some parts of the movie where you're like, okay, Elton, like you're you're kind of patting yourself out a bit. But so much of the movie does have like a very real and visceral feel to it because it was made with his express permission and with his like. Yeah with his collaboration and this movie has absolutely none of that like it doesn't have any of the actual heart and soul any anything that that went into these like larger than life characters um so it that it just didn't it just didn't it's never going to work from from that perspective it i really wish it just would have picked a lane like if you're going to do a movie about if you're really clearly going to do a movie about like David Bowie and Iggy Pop and all these like big things during the glam rock movement, like do that, like mm-hmm. say something about that. If you want to make a movie about like identity and gender and like finding your own voice, then do that. Right. Don't just try to, it's, it's just like choose a fucking lane. Like don't involve one or the other unless you're going to really like commit to it and say something about it. Cause he just made this movie that, totally disvalues all of the points and characters that he tries to depict. Yeah, the the my my impression of the movie is that it just was it was just a nostalgia grab for people who yeah. like that kind of stuff. Like uh, they liked the they liked the David Bowie and they liked the Brian Eno and it was and it was the late 90s. So at that point like 
Bowie was, I mean, he was still around. He, he was very prolific, but he wasn't like quite in the heyday. It wasn't like, you know, no. like he was in, in the eighties with, with Ziggy Stardust and everything like that. So it's, it's, and it's even told through the lens of Christian Bale's character, who's like this fan of, of Brian Slade, the, the David Bowie analog. <laughs> so did you hate Christian Bale in this movie like I did? I, I didn't I just want to know. I didn't hate him, but I didn't really I don't know. I just didn't care. <laughs> I just something about him. Like I'm like, gross, go away. What are you doing here? He he looked he was very um the word I would use is like simpering. He Yes. He was just very like, is is that gonna happen? Okay, yeah. is, is this next part gonna happen? Okay. Also, like, <laughs> like the casting right, was, the, yeah, but like, I'm also thinking, like, wait, why are they choosing Christian Bale to play this British kid, which he's not? Well, Christian Bale and, is like, British. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. What? He has a terrible British accent. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because <laughs> I I will never forget when I made a Facebook post about um, Idris Elba in Pacific Rim and me being like, who told him to try to talk like an English guy? And you commented on my status being like, he is English. And I was like, oh, he's got. Really? A, yeah, I was oh, like, oh, he's got a terrible yeah. English accent. Then and you were like, well, he is English. <laughs> <laughs> we've, that's oh no i'm giving you revenge dude we've come full circle <laughs> i don't know are you is because i'm listening to this movie and i'm like he sounds weird i, I don't yeah i is don't know just maybe, me? maybe he's trying to do like he's a, just kind of talking like he's trying i think to he's doing cool mancunian i think he's doing like a manchester accent Oh, uh, I don't know what they are. Well, in any in any case, weird. yeah, he he for me he he wasn't distractingly bad. Like, you know, I could tell all the actors were were trying their heart out. Like they're trying their hardest. Ewan McGregor is definitely mm-hmm. trying the most. Um, and he even plays an American weirdly, and because he, he's Irish. No, he yeah, he's not. Um, uh, that was weird. I actually couldn't figure that out. And like Morgan and I were talking about it during the movie. He's, because he's Irish. I he's, think he is he's Irish. But then there were some scenes where he was speaking in an American dialect. Yeah, well, he, he would kind of slip it out, and it was just weird hearing go like, "Hey, come on, man!" <laughs> he was very clearly, but like then, he's 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 working. At it. I, I didn't I didn't understand what what that whole thing was. Um, well, I I think we're 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 getting to the point where we need to start start reviewing. But is there anything that that kind of um, stands out to you that's different than than like? Or something very notable that that like hit you differently upon this watching as opposed to like back when you were a teen. No, no, nothing really stood. Did you out get to nostalgia, like, baby? I definitely. Well, that's the thing I was going to say is like I, 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 at the top of this, I said I still love the movie, but I hate that I love the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's because there are just moments, shots, tableaus that like I see in this, and it's just like fuck i love that right because it like kind of helped help me help shape who i was and like and when you've watched it as many like, times as you have like there, there's you're always gonna remember that remember those yeah like that i don't know there's just something about you and mcgregor like wearing a little fawn outfit and like the weird music video that like maxwell demon is doing where i'm like i fucking love this because hmm. it's very like clearly like david bowie Iggy pop stuff but like i can't i can't say no i can't be like i i gotta i i love it 
just for like what it gave me and what it at least tries to represent. <laughs> oh man, that makes me sound like a real like anything related to David Bowie Diggy Pop I love. <laughs> well, which is not true. Well, Josh, and then I'm going to ask you what sounds like either is a very difficult question or maybe it's a very easy question, I guess, depending on your, on your, on your answer. Um, do you give 1998's Velvet Goldmine a Be Kind and Rewind or an Eject and Reject, baby? I give this movie a, ah, fuck me, Be Kind and Rewind. And that's mm. all one review. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, fuck me. Fuck me. Ah, uh, there's a lot of H's. Okay. Uh, fuck me, Be Kind and Rewind. Okay. Okay. I just, I, I just, I would do myself a disservice to i don't know myself and you know it's like it's got some stuff in you could honestly just youtube some moments in this and like get the gist would you i mean uh, we don't normally do this we don't normally kind of break up the review like this but would you recommend other people to watch it it like let's say that other people didn't. How many times do you have to ask me this in this podcast? <laughs> I don't know how to re- do this. Well, it, uh, no, I mean, but like your review stands, you would be kind yeah, and rewind. I do. But I do. You, I do. You would because... recommend that people, like somebody who doesn't know anything about David Bowie or Lou Reed or Iggy Pop or any or Brian Eno. I, I, I would say that anybody with a passing interest in glam rock in general would watch this movie and maybe get something out of it you know at least see it and go like huh okay that was cool christian bale you mcgregor uh. <laughs> it's enough for me well yeah i mean it, it's probably pretty obvious but but my my rating is going to be a pretty thick and heavy eject and reject um what <laughs> and and i just have to say that i disagree i i don't think that if if you had a passing um, interest in glam rock, I I would almost say please do not watch this movie because it's not a, Fuck, it's not right. a good representation of the no it's not it's actually a bad representation yeah it's just a bad representation all around so <laughs> oh. you could almost like lead somebody astray by being like if you want to know about glam rock yeah here you go velvet goldmine you're good because then they might go like. Oh, well, then I guess Glamrock sucks <laughs> because this movie sucks. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change my answer to... And I'm not going to change my re- rating, but I'm just going to say it's just... it's. I just can't eject and reject this movie for myself. I just can't do it. Yeah, sure. Can't do it. I think this movie might be your Wild Wild West. Like, Like, I know that Wild Wild West is not a good movie. But I just I watched it so many times that I. But I don't know if I'm gonna watch this movie for a while. Like I kind of hated watching a lot of it, but I still loved it. Yeah, uh, may, maybe it's not exactly the same then. I, I and I don't even but know we're what cl- it's close. I, it's close. I don't know what the, what the benefit of of me trying to put another label on it. You know, labels are for cans. Um, all right. Well, do you have any? Like I said, I have like a billion recommendations. It's actually going to be difficult for me to just. I'm kind very curious. <laughs> you know what? You what? Hey, Evan, what are your recommendations? I want to. I want to hear what you got to say because you probably. 
you probably know better than I would. So there's there's a few. Um, you know, like I said, I was disappointed while I was watching this, so it was almost difficult to not like write down eight different recommendations. Um, so I guess I'll I guess I'll whittle it down to two. Um, and one of them would be if you want an actual, well, and they're both biopics of of musicians. Um, one of them is very well known, and that would be Rocket Man, the recent movie with Taron Egerton. Um, he was also in the uh, the Kingsman movies. Um, he does a really good job. He got nominated for for best actor for portraying Elton John. Um, it was made in conjunction with Elton John, and it just did a very good job of of handling Elton John's uniqueness in a way that that portrayed him in a vulnerable way, but it was also highly entertaining. Um, and he also yeah. had kind of a troubled relationship with um, with his lyricist and with his agent. Um, so it, it it definitely like tickles that. You know, I'm nerdy about Elton John and I want to just, I want like a nice dramatized package of this preeminent genius of pop music in Elton John. Um, I'm also going to, uh, to recommend a movie called Control from 2007. Do you remember that movie? I don't. Are you familiar with the band Joy Division? Yeah. So it's it's a biopic of Ian Curtis from Joy Division, the the lead singer from um, from Joy Division, and it's oh. it's a great movie. It's it's dramatic. Um, there's a lot of similarities between Ian Curtis um, and David Bowie in that, like, even though they weren't, they didn't come from around the same time. Ian Curtis from Joy Division was heavily influenced and inspired by. Um, by David Bowie. So the movie it it also does the same thing that Rocketman does where it like it it tackles this very unique cuz Joy Division if you don't know about Joy Division definitely go check out uh, Substance or one of their greatest hits albums. Um it's got a very unique flavor to it. Um you know, it's almost like early if I was to <laughs> make other hipsters mad, it's like early emo music basically. Um, nah. it, uh, I would argue that it kind of inspired a lot of things in that genre, like indie emo, um, music. So it, it's got a very unique feel. It's, it's in black and white. Um, it's, it's very tragic. Whereas the Elton John movie is definitely more like upbeat and happy. Whereas Ian Curtis, unfortunately just, just, uh, didn't have, uh, as beautiful a life. And he, he, um, his ending is, is a lot more tragic, but uh, those those are kind of my my two recommendations. Okay, uh, I think I thought of a recommendation uh, while you were talking. Oh yeah, lay it on me, brother. So I I wasn't listening. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm a shit bag. Uh, <laughs> my recommendation. No, is, I was I'm a shit bag. I'm a shit bag. No, I that, I agree because that's I, as I remember as you saying it. I recommend... Uh, have you ever seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Oh, yeah, of course. I'd recommend that. That's a great one. Because uh, similar character trajectory, or at least what it could have been, where it's like, here's a rock star that is misunderstood and marginalized and uh, 
and that's a uh, that's a tragic story i mean it's yeah. it's a but it's told in a very beautiful way and it's a very unique story yep. i mean it doesn't it doesn't follow the same thing where it's like a biopic or or a fake biopic of of somebody um yeah but yeah if you have not either seen hedwig and the angry inch on stage or the movie definitely check it out yeah yeah that I kind of uh, took over your recommendation, and I'm sorry about that. No, it, I, I'm glad that you did, because I, I didn't have one, and I had to muster my strength to, to think about one. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. I've been Evan. I gotta say it again, I'm Josh. <laughs> The intro and the outro. You just, you got to kill it <laughs> both ways. <laughs> and I'm pretty upbeat for most of the other uh, stuff. So yeah, here's the continuity. It's like a little, it's like a little bell curve. That, that's what we're striving yes. for here on, on this podcast. Thanks for a listening. downward bell curve. And we yes. will chat at you next week. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Okay. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you.